Yo, what's good? This is Limo Blaze, and you're watching Webzilla's Pen Game 101. Let's get it. Uh, yeah. Check the pen game, check the pen game. Got your favorite rappers going insane. Then we run the gauntlet like the end game. So what you waiting for? Check the pen game. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Justin. I'm the editor of Rapzilla, and we are back for episode five of Pen Game 101. And I'm back with the crew. Two episodes in a row. Everyone's here. We got Luke DiMarzio, we got Cut Right, and we got Eli Matos. And today we got that cross continent connection of the truth and Limo Blaze as they just dropped their joint project, Bridges. Super exciting to talk to them. We know the truth is going to bring it, and we know Limo Blaze is going to add a perspective that we probably didn't even think of uh, coming from another part of the world. So we are pleased to bring this to you. So, of course, we're going to kick it off with Penn, where we break down the project. So the first song on this project is Stupid Love, and Luke is going to start us off. This, uh, this album just starts off with like an easy beat, got some marimbas in there. And then Truth's flow on here is really pause heavy and introspective. He's not really spitting yet. It's kind of like we're just getting used to this sound. Um, and uh, production is cool. And I dig the effects on the vocals. Right. My thoughts, what I had thought was, I thought this was a cool song for an intro. Um, I think it sonically lets you know that you have officially walked into a different type of project. I hope you got your passport. Stamp it. Uh, you know what I mean? And the creativity and naming the first song Stupid Love is mad creative speaking on how God's love towards us doesn't make sense, but it's also kind of double entendre because if you grew up in the hip-hop culture in the 90s saying something stupid before something always means it's a lot. Like, yo, I got stupid paid. You know what I mean, you got paid a lot. So that was kind of dope nugget in the hook. Both came with super gospel-centered content from the jump, and I, I loved it. It was cool. Yeah, man, just to build on what you guys were saying, I think uh, that Afro beat sound, when it first hit, I was like, man, lyrics are a little hard to make out right now because I'm just vibing. I'm just enjoying what I'm listening to. I'm having a good time. Um, the stupid love thing I definitely call is like, okay, so it's 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 huge. That's the point. It's, the, it's, it's this huge love. It's, it's beautiful. It's huge. It's epic. It's big. Um, I think that Truth's bars from what I did catch were, were very Christianese and not in a corny way because I, I know, you know, a lot of y'all have weird feelings about when we start talking Christianese. We ain't praying no hedge of protections over you right now. That's not what's going on. But uh, I think I, I caught um, Never Knew a Love Like This. That's a very Christianese type thing. I think I heard him say we got love for the saints and the sickos. I might have misheard that, but I think that was in there. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's really just this track is all about the, uh, the church and the community, capital C Church, so Global Church. Um, and just wanting to have a good time with your praise. All right, now let's let's get into that title track, Bridges. Bridges, just this idea, everything is going to be okay, is kind of what I drew from this. Um, there's a lot of singing. It sounds like summertime to me, like uh, Elijah just said. It, it's just got vibes. Lots of gospel lyrics. I really dig the truth's uh, uh, flow on this. Who am I to blame? Is it God or the devil? So much pain from the lies that they peddle. Life by life, hear the cries of the ghetto. Like Mike Tice, knocked down, but we get up. Like, he just keeps going with that. I, like, it's easy. Like, I'm just reading it, and I can feel how that goes to the beat. Like, so I feel like he's just got one of these flows that he could just spit on anything. It's going to sound dope. So I just really like some of these these lines, obviously. That's why he's the CHA's GOAT. You know what I mean? Well, one of them, yeah, yeah. But this joint, this uh, this Bridges joint, it made me feel like, like I was standing on Pride Rock 
like looking down at all that the light touches, you know, um, the sound, as soon as it came on, it took me back home to the motherland. And like sonically, like this joint took me on a journey. Uh, I was on a safari on this mug, you know what I mean? The, I love how Limo lays out the hook. He's been going through it, but he'll make it over this bridge because God is with him. And I feel like that a lot of us are on this bridge. Some people think about jumping off the bridge, but they know moving forward is moving towards the arms of the father, you know? Uh, this speaks not only to the situations that we face in life in general, but I also feel like this song is kind of in response to what's going on with Nigeria, with SARS, as a record to encourage those who are suffering, um, and also stateside, you know? At least that's what I, I was hearing from it, you know? Yeah, I think uh, if there's one thing that's been beautiful about all the almost all the episodes we've done of Pen Game so far, there's a lot of encouragement going on, which I guess is fitting for the time. Um, like a cut said, definitely a lot of encouragement in there. I think I caught a few lines. I think I got them right. Walking on water is so deep. The hurt and the pain is so real. But I know my God is so real. It's a beautiful commentary on like the realities of hardship, but the nuance of knowing God is still good in spite of that hardship. I think I also caught uh, progress, the beacon of hope. And then God is coming like a thief in the night, which sounds wild out of context. If a non-Christian heard that, they'd be like, what are you talking about? But um, to understand that as a Christian and, and hear it, amid everything that's going on right now, it really just is uh, encouraging, like Cut said. All right, and we got the next track, African Church Boy. Yeah, just more uh, summertime flavor here. Um, has a little more flavor to his flow there. He had some melody there, and it, it kind of um, breaks up this uh, the sound a little bit for me because I feel like now we're three tracks in and all these beats are pretty similar. And so uh, I appreciated him changing his performance up a little bit to try to to try to um, counteract that. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts so far. All right, I felt like this album was made for the dance hall. You know what I mean? Like my wife is Liberian and she liked it as well. You know what I'm saying? I told her it was Nigerian. She's like, ah, I still like it. Yeah, you know I mean, I was like, all right. I dug how the truth went down the line, sharing his experience uh, from Bible study, singing in the choirs, to rocking out, to the whinings and commission, because running back to you had you at the altar, bro. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of paint a quick glimpse of the life of little truth back in the day. Just little truth. He was the little truth like that. You know what I mean? So it's it dope. It's dope record. Yeah, I think Luke has has summed this up pretty well with that term, the summertime vibe, right? And that's exactly what African church is. So African church is, it, it's a vibe. It's continuing the vibes. I love that it feels almost like sing-songy. I feel like I'm frolicking through a field or something. There's literally a point where I, or I don't know if it was limo or truth off the top of my head, but um, I think it was truth. It says gospel on the radio. La, 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 la. Now I'm singing on the radio. And I was like, so cool. I was like, this dude is literally just singing and enjoying himself on this song. And I thought that was so dope. So continuing the encouragement, continuing the positive vibes, loving it so far. Next track is Landmines. Yeah, Landmines. I, I really appreciate some of the production choices, uh, the effects that are put on the vocals here. And so when he says stuff like, please be with me, and it's got like that effect to it, it just like, it hits, it hits different. And um, I, I think he says throughout this, like the in the hook, he says, it was tragic, but you said it was worth it. Um, again, I appreciate, um, I appreciate the production. It just starts to sound the same. Um, but... Uh, needless to say, like with the melody and everything considered and even the truth's flow here at the end where he starts out slow and then he goes to double time. Like this is this is probably the best song up to this point. Like this is really good. I agree. Um, I think that right before here, the first three tracks, it was, you know, a celebration of African sound, but it kind of started sounding monotonous. So I kind of dug this record simply because of the change of tone. Uh, the other records was really bright. This had a kind of a darker sound. 
And um, every record is beautifully gospel centered and this is no exception. Plus, as Luke pointed out, you know what I mean, the, the true flow was was super dope on this journey. Yeah, man, we've talked a lot about like the sound and the vibe so far, but let me just say like this, Truth spit on this mess. He 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 was going crazy on this. I love the pacing. I love the scheme that he was doing. Um, there's, a, there's a sequence where he's going, chose the blood, chose the blame, chose the cross, chose it all for me. And then he just keeps going on and I couldn't catch up at that point. But uh, then there, the, he ends it off with, who's to blame me? And I was like, oh man, that's just such the perfect encapsulation of Jesus being willing to take on our punishment and... and um, I think it just, it's compliments the song so well. And like you guys said, it's a great way to break up what's been like the trend of what's going on in this album so far. Now we have Go Like. This one uh, was a little more appealing to my ears. And so this one just sounds more quintessential hip hop to me. So like it starts out, Limo is flowing now at the at the front of this song. And like, it's really on point. And so for me, it shows his vers- versatility by rocking the mic and then switching to melody straight away. Um, he's got a singing voice really that comes from like, within a little bit he's got some guts to what he's doing so it's believable whenever he's doing this i i really i really like that um man but the issue that i have uh even with all these performance things the performance wise is really dope and there's a lot to digest um sonically it's just all sounding the same like i think my ears are getting tired that way and so i'm having to like intentionally listen in on the things that I want to be dope about these tracks. Um, I, I feel like all of these tracks, if they were standing alone, there would be dope singles, but everything together is just so similar. It's really hard to like differentiate for me. Um, I, I man, but I really like this. So these, this last track and this track, I feel like are probably the strongest point in the album. Um, and that, uh, how true starts out his, his flow, like it's just, it seems really profound. Like he's got, he's got like a, a tag that he's throwing on this. I ain't never felt a love so deep. I ain't never known a love so real. And then he goes into his flow. That just seems like some of this like foundational CHH that we're used to from the truth. Luke, I'm wondering, and maybe for others, maybe for others listening, um, they could chime in in the comments or within their own head. But like when you're not used to something, or if something's even in a different language, like say Sinvergüenza, which our last right, episode, right, right. a lot of it might sound the same because you're not actually familiar with that type of music and that nuance. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, so, totally. Yeah, honest. and I'm not and I'm not saying yeah, I understand what you're saying because you know we probably all have that similar sentiment, but maybe people listening in Nigeria were like, wow, every single one of these beats is super diverse, and it's like, oh, okay, so like. You know, how are they listening to it? Or if you're not, I think it's, it's actually kind of interesting too. And we'll see more stuff like that, I guess, as we're exposed to, you know, different music from other places. As far as the go like, like the beat sounds like a fight song that should have been on Fight Night Champion, like a boxing video game. Uh, the hook was straight to me, but the end part made no sense. Like you make me go like, what? Like, it's, it's, and it was just like, you made me go like, and then the melody, and like, so I guess you you make me go, hoo-hoo, like you touch the Pillsbury Doughboy stuff, make it hoo-hoo, yeah, I mean, I guess the sound. Uh, but Limo was flexing on that verse, though, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it when he raps and sings and bring it forth, um, like, like he, he does that a lot on some tracks, you know what I mean, and it's, it's super dope, I love when he does that, um, and this is one of the standout verses on the album uh, for me from him. The truth was dropping gems like a clumsy bank robber 
on his verse, though. You know what I mean? It was really powerful and impactful, showcasing why he is considered one of the CHH GOATs. This was the only record that was not Caribbean-themed, and I wish, you know, that the bridge was more two-sided, but maybe they just, you know, were going for, like, just targeting a, a new audience, you know, sonically. But, you know, hey. I enjoyed it while I was here. Yeah, man. I won't add too much to what these guys said. Content-wise, the one thing I will say is there's something very sweet about Limo referring to God as Baba. I thought that was so dope. And it's way better than when American Christians call him Daddy God. Don't do that. That's weird. Please. It's it's strange. Just stop it now. But anyway, uh, very sweet, Limo. Love the song. The next one. Dropping gems like a clumsy bank robber. I don't think I've ever heard that before. That's a bar in itself. Don't be stealing my bars in the comments. I hear y'all. All right, so the ne- the next track is Intermission. Yeah, Intermission. Um, this one's got a really cool guitar sample, and then later on, it adds layers. There's like trumpets in the background, and um, yeah, and he's talking about everything from like, and he uh, he's talking about Jim Crow. He's talking about Columbus. He's talking about, and the hook is really really catchy here. Um, the second verse is great. The way it builds underneath the truth performance. Um, yeah, and he's he says I could blame God. I could blame God. I'm not a product of my environment. My environment is a product of me. Um, I, I I like some of this stuff. And then there was a third verse. Like I, it's always it's always astounding to me sometimes whenever like in modern hip hop anymore a third verse. And so I I appreciated this song. Um, I thought it was really strong, just conceptually and thematically, and then just the way it was structured was good. Or I agree, bro. You know, this one brought it back to the motherland and it kind of felt like a Damian Marley record with some of the elements of the production. I totally dug it. Uh, the, the hook was solid, but Truth jumped off the top rope with the elbow drop with the verses, bro. He hit the people elbow and the Hogan leg drop at the same time. I don't even think that's physically possible. You know what I'm saying? He touched on so much history, the current dealings, the stereotypes of being black men in America, the feelings that surrounding a uh, case like the verdicts, what happened with Breonna Taylor. Um, I think that this may be one of my favorite songs on our project thus far, just because of the transparency uh, of them saying that, that they both like let out, you know what I mean, and, and brought out. There's something really special about this track, particularly in mid 2020. We're dealing with, with uh, the rise of Black Lives Matter and and SARS happening concurrently, um, where it's like we're all just uh, sort of waking up to like this rude awakening of what's going on to uh, Black and Brown people globally, not just in our particular context. Um, that bar that Luke brought up, I'm not a product of my environment. My environment's a product of me. I thought that was so dope. Not because like um, I don't want it to seem like it's because history doesn't affect people because that's not. I don't think that's what it was meant to say. But just this idea, like we have responsibility to take control of our environments, to contribute, to change the narrative, to do better and to contribute to our communities. I thought it was so dope. There was really great responsibility there. Um, and I, I expected intermission to be literal. I was like, oh, we're just going to have a little chill track. It's going to be nothing crazy. And these guys are like, no, 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 we're not even remotely done. So I'm like, oh, you guys are still spin. OK, that's fine. All right. The next track is Meantime. And it's really cool. I like the uh, the effects that are put on the vocals. It just makes certain things stand out and it changes the depth of the soundscape, causes you to pick up different things in the track. So that's done a lot with this song. There's a lot of melodies. Um, just vocally, they're doing a lot of singing on this one. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a decent track. Solid. Yeah, I mean, the truth started this mug of mean. Papa San did his thing. But Limo verse was the standout on this record, bro. Let me, 
these lyrics are fire, but he styled out, bro. It's like Gucci Prada Birkin bag. I don't know what else was coming out of his mouth. It was just so much style. It was like drip. You just need napkins for all the drip. You know what I mean? Even the ad libs he had on a hook that he just added increased the 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 sonic value of the song. Just a little, uh, uh, I mean, do a little uh, Rihanna ad libs he was doing in it. It was it was crazy. I mean, this joint was really dope. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah, man. You guys again encapsulated all my thoughts perfectly. Uh, I just love the the that truth is. There's a moment where he's challenging the narrative, where like we we bless God and we bless His name and we thank Him for all the amazing things that happen in life, but we never really consider the idea that maybe He's allowing terrible things to happen for a reason. I thought that was a really great nuance there. Um, and Limo's line, "Hard times should make you pull closer," was just so fitting. Um, I think the two just complement each other really well in this track. So real dope stuff. All right, we got the sound of victory. Yeah, this one changed up the way the the song sounds. Um, I I feel like there maybe that's a gospel sample that's under the verses. I don't know. Whatever it is is really cool. I like that. And they switch up the sound for the chorus. The chorus line is really really catchy. I really like the uh, the vocals on that. It sounds more like a choir singing. Um, uh, I really appreciate everything they're doing in the instrumental, though. Like that, just kind of switched it up for me. I felt like this joint was really cinematic. Uh, it was another one where the hook takes you on a flight and drops you in the international airport of Bridges. Welcome to Bridges Airlines. Put your trades in an upright position. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, for me though, it made me think of my grandfather, uh, who was from uh, from from Lagos. So you know, it was it really put together. Travis was a nice addition, a little surprise at the end, a little prize at the bottom of the Cracker Jack box was Travis, you know, and uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I love what Luke and Cut just said. I love the idea of the chorus the, and, and Cut's word cinematic. I think when I heard this song for the first time, I was like, man, it, uh, first of all, I'm dancing all the way through, but that's just the theme of like all these tracks. Um, but it feels, this one in particular feels so big. And I was, I was, when I was visualizing, I was like, man, this feels like something like a heavenly host could be singing right now. It just feels so big, so epic, so cool. Um, like a lot of what we heard on his glory alone in our first episode with KB, um, it just feels exactly what Luke, what, uh, cut said, uh, cinematic. And I, I loved everything about it. I thought it was just a great note to end off on. All right. And the final track sumo, eh? Eli just said he's about to dance or something. I'm, I'm not a dancer, but I felt my, my soul was dancing throughout this whole thing. Um, again, this is another track that truth shows off his golden pen. Um, really crazy with the pen here. And uh, I just I just really appreciated listening to him flow like this on a, on an album. Um, yeah, uh, it's a good way. It's a decent way to uh, finish the album. Um, and yeah, I guess it's just gonna be a mystery what the what the thing what sumo a means. Uh, this was a beautiful way to end the project, in my opinion. Uh, Limo pours out his love for God alone above all else, while truth comes through. Uh, warning him of the dangers ahead that will try to cause him to shift from the position of his adoration for the father, while at the same time encouraging him to stay close to the heart of God and to keep his eyes on him. And we are here with The Truth and Limo Blaze. They are joining us. They just dropped their joint album, Bridges, on two different continents, two different time zones. We made it work. We're here. Limo's in the car. Truth is in front of himself. Um, and we're, we're going to have, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of good times today. Probably, probably indefinitely dope conversations. 
So first, we're going to kick off this first game to Cutright. And Cutright, take it away from here. This is my favorite part of the show. Welcome <laughs> to Build a Bar. Hi. Yeah. You guys are artists and such. You know, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Now, you guys are, are super dope artists. You know what I mean? And as upper echelon MCs, we got to put you to the test. You know what I mean? So I'm going to give y'all hey. each a word. And y'all got to rhyme them for just two lines. Y'all got to do no, no four bars unless. But yeah. So we're going to do this. I'm gonna, We're going to go truth, limo, truth, limo. You know what I mean? Just like that for a little bit. All right? So here you go. The first word, truth. Jalaf rice. Oh. <laughs> I'm sitting on this Zoom meeting. Hope I got it right. After this, I'm going downstairs to eat some jalaf rice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Limo, yo, Magneto. Nigeria's jollof rice is the best, no lies. I love my jollof rice with chicken, no fries. You weren't weren't even supposed to do that word. Let's let's, let's keep that, though. Let's keep that, yo. Keep that same energy. Magneto. Oh, shoot. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, Oh, what's up with this? Okay. Suitcases. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you. I got you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. Um, when I first started, Ambassador was my hero. <laughs> An X Man. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Ambassador was my hero. An X Man. Um, what am I trying to say? Uh, bringing the bring, hold up, bringing the steel like Magneto. I don't know. I, I, Limo, go ahead, go ahead, bro. What's up? Oh, yeah. So, I and Metal Bars are co joined like Magneto, mm. but however, I just made an album with one of my heroes. I'm about to show this man how it's done. <laughs> oh snap, right? Yo, Gucci Mane. Gucci Gu- Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. Hey, you want me to go first? Gucci go ahead, first? Go ahead. What's up? What's up? Go ahead. Gu- Gucci Mane. We're gonna throw it out there. See, it's hard. You know, we Gucci Mane. I got it, I got it, I got it. All right, I go ahead. It, what's up? Um, um hold on, hold on. Uh Gucci Mane's Gucci. Yeah, Let me go first. Power, so go ahead, go ahead, Limo. Go ahead, Limo. Go ahead, Limo. Get him. Blaze him, Limo. Blaze him. Oh, Blaze, oh, Blaze, you got one? I'm not so much of a fan of Gucci Mane, but if the man wants to go bar for bar, I'm going to let it rain. Ah, uh, <laughs> let it rain. What you got, Truth? What you got, Truth? All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to get something like... um Limo blaze in the car. Uh, limo blaze in the car. Oh, I love this. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Limo blaze in the car. Listening to bridges. Groovy in the lane. <laughs> mm. We just did an album together. 
opposite of Jeezy and Gucci Mane. Ah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, okay, okay. All right, yo, all right, all right. So let's uh, just let's 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 do. It. I think this might this might be the last one. This this might get you. This might. All right, we are gonna go with a goosey soup. Goofy soup. A goosey soup, bro. What is that? A goosey, goosey bro. You know, uh, nah, you, yeah, nah, you know what? Nah, let's, nah, nah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Limo, nah, he on it, bro. Yeah, right, I'm ahead, on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. One of my favorite meals is for food with a goosey soup. The way you call the name dope is kind of cute. Ah, <laughs> bars. But give, bars. give, give truth right. another word. All right, yo, here go truth. Zamunda. 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 Ah. Uh. Okay, Zamunda. Um, all right, let me see. Zamunda, make you ponder. <laughs> now I wonder. Uh, hold on, what, wasn't that in the movie? That was in the movie, right? Oh, what? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, bro. I might gotta got take a black it, card, bro. Let's <laughs> go. Hold on, I can't. Hold on, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, all right, let me see. I'm making all about bridges, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the truth of limo blades. Um, it's dope watching them move up. Can't wait till the borders open. Coming to America, like Eddie Murphy from Zamunda. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm saying, don't let them gas you up like Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's why. That's why. Yeah, bro. Hey, man, yo, great job with the bar exam. You know what I'm saying? Y'all dudes passing Lima over there, blazing the truth. It's not telling lies. You know what I mean? Let's so y'all y'all did y'all theater thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to pass it on. Congratulations, fellas. Blazing the, blazing the truth. I saw what you did Blazing there. the truth. Hey, yeah, bro. There's bars all right. always. That's why. Right, uh, uh, Eli, you're going to take over now. And now, now we got some trivia games. So we're going to see how well you guys know things about each other. Yeah, man, this is all going to test your knowledge of one another and your cultures, the cultures you guys came up with, whether it's CHH, Nigerian culture, you know the vibes, all right? Okay. So we're going to switch the order up, though. Limo, you're going first in this one, and then Truth's going to take it over. All right, okay. Limo, what yeah. was Truth's first project, and when did it come out? Ooh, the, the fate? <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Truth, you can correct him. You can correct him if he's wrong. Oh. Okay, the first pro the first project was in 2010. No. Uh, ooh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> mm. You gotta go. It, it was before the faith, though. What was before the faith? It was before oh two eight. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm. Uh, call it there. One more. One more. One more. Give one more shot. One more shot. One more stab at it. Two seven. No. Oh, phone a friend. You gotta phone a friend. What was it? What was it? Two thousand four. There it is. Moment of truth. Moment of truth. Let's ask you the next question. Hey, all I'm going to say is, before we keep going, I'm glad we're not married. Because <laughs> this, this is about to be going. This all is right. a divorce. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> right. That's important. Oh, man. All right. True. Can you name 
three CHH or CHH adjacent artists from Nigeria, not including Limo? Um, yes. Um, CHH. Okay. From Nigeria? From Nigeria. Um, which, where's Pumpy from? Is he considered CHH or a singer now? Let me get He's the on Nigerian festival. Do y'all consider CHH? Pumpy? Pumpy's not Nigerian. He's not Nigerian. Not Nigerian. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All the guys I know are from Malawi and everywhere else. Nigeria. Uh, Buki? Buki's considered a rapper, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. She's CHH. Okay. Buki CHH. Um... Oh, I'm done. Okay. Limo, you want to take it up for him? I mean, I I feel like you know some of my boys. You know Protec? I know. Oh, okay. You know I didn't know he was Nigerian. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, he Pro-tech. is. Uh, yeah, there's Protec and there's Nolly and there's the Boomsha. It's like a whole lot of guys. Okay, yeah. I only know Protec, so yeah. Yeah. All right, well, you guys are even right now. We're even. <laughs> zero, zero. <laughs> Zero, zero. Well, nobody said so Tobey. Nobody said Tobey. Nobody said Wanda. But he's not oh. from Nigeria, is he? But he's not Nigerian. But he's, he's from... not. He's Nigerian, but he's not in the, the Nigerian CHS space. So I don't That's think true. he counts. Joe, Shopey's from Nigeria. Yeah, Shopey. Okay, so I didn't know we were including American artists. I, I didn't know either. I, I just threw okay. that out there. Open protest. American artists. You have not because you have not. <laughs> It, no, right. your origin has to be Nigeria, right? Right, that was the idea. That's the place I'm We should have specified. We should have specified. Okay, got it, got it. So, zero, zero. Okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. All right, nice question. Limo, Truth yeah. has been nominated for two Grammys since he started his career. Can you name either what albums he was nominated for or what two years he was nominated in? Oh, they making Ooh. it hard for you, Blaze. <laughs> the whole truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let truth correct you. I'm not even gonna say. Big picture. No. Big picture. Yes. That's one. One Big more. Picture and get it right, Blaze. You got it. Big Big Picture and uh... <laughs> come on, Blaze. The, the, huh? The fate. No, nah, it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, the first album, what's the name of the first album again? Moment of Truth. Don't even do it. One, hey, one more. It has I, well, all I, the I, big names on it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the song, that's the album that had identity in it. That's me, no, that's Lecrae's. Oh yeah, Fantasy, Fantasy. That's big picture. <laughs> <laughs> he had fantasy in it. That's, that's it. big picture. All right, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna call it. it. I'm All gonna right. call it. Go ahead. Truth, you wanna you wanna <laughs> tell me which one it was? Open book and big picture. There you go. Oh my god, open book. <laughs> you forgot open, open book. book. <laughs> it had to be open book. <laughs> it had to be open book. And open book. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, truth. Next question. This one is one already got spoiled, but you know what? We're going to ask anyway. What fictional country does Eddie Murphy's Prince Akeem Jofer come from in Coming to America? Did I say it earlier? 
You did. From Zamunda, right? Where's Zamunda? I go. got right. one. You got, got one. one. You're ahead. Let's You're ahead. Go. Let's go. We want to know. <laughs> That's kind of an easy question. It was. It was. I know. I it's terrible. <laughs> it's Cut's fault for putting that in Builder Bar. It's all Cut's fault. That's not fair. All right. <laughs> Limo, can you name all yeah. the members of Cross Movement? Oh, I, I don't think I'm going to get this right, but Fanatic, Ambassador. We'll give, we'll give you half a point for each one you get it right. Fanatic. Well, he got Ambassador. one. Okay. The truth. One. Wait, I was wait never... Fanatic was not in cross movement? No, no, no. Yeah, I, you said Fanatic. No, he was. I was never a member of cross movement. Just signed. I was the first signed. I know everybody thinks I was, but I wasn't. <laughs> it's like a Wu-Tang affiliate. Yeah. Oh, okay. But but I said fanatic and I said ambassador. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. Uh I think that's about what D Mob. I don't think D Mob was in and <laughs> one more yo name one more. The, uh, you I get am, one more in your head. The dark uh, I don't think Lecrae was ever in cross movements. Was he? No, nah, nah, he was like me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Ambassador Fanatic. Oh my God! Uh, this is guy whose name starts with E, with an E. Uh, e, E not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if it's Enoch, but yeah, that's one. I didn't. I, yeah, Enoch, right? Enoch's right? one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have so much cross movement influence, but yeah, I listened to them dudes, and yeah, I knew Fanatic, Ambassador, and Enoch. That's that's fair. Right. You know what? I'm a, I mean, I'm right. too, so I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up across movement. So I hear you. I hear right. you. All right. So we'll, we'll give him yeah. one and a half. He's ahead by a half point. He's ahead by half answers. a point. Oh, give him the answers. All right. It was Ambassador, Tonic, Fanatic, True Life, Cruz Cordero, Enoch, and Earthquake. Yeah. All right. I don't cool. even know the modern names, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Truth. Last question. You could you could take the lead again. Last question. All right. Name at least five customary Nigerian dishes. Woo! Count me out. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Not a single one. Not when I go there, I go to KFC. <laughs> wait, you said wait, you said one before. You said one before. I did. Did. Oh was yeah, it was in Build a Bar. Yeah. It was I was in a Build a Bar. Yeah. Oh, jalapi rice? Yep. You got one. Man, it's not jalopy rice. Jalopy rice. Jalopy? Oh, yeah, I'm out. Jalopy rice. You know what? Oh, my God. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You know what? I feel like we should call it a tie. No, I'll give it to Truth because you helped him out with the Enoch. I did help him. I did. We're going to call that a tie. Yeah, okay. This is the first tie in the trivia game. Well, we've only had one other pair. But uh, D1 won that one. So this yeah, is our yeah, first yeah. tie. This is historic, guys. Let's go. We're making history all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> all right. And, and the last game is the run it back game. So, Luke, take over this game. All right. So, run it back uh, is where I, I dig in the crates and I pull, uh, I pull out some old lyrics. And I'm going to start rhyming. And you have to finish the rhyme. And these are lyrics that you guys have written. So, truth... I've been listening to you since like the beginning of time. And so I legitimately wrote these 
from my own brain, so I might even have these wrong, but I can start the rhyme. <laughs> Hopefully you can finish them, okay? All right, let's see. All right, all right. And so we'll start with Truth, and then we'll go to Limo Blaze last. So I got two songs for Truth. Here we go. All right, Truth, here we go. All right. Uh, Jesus with more thrust than a rocket pack. Controls the winds and the waves like a stocking cat. <laughs> yeah. You get, you know any more? Like Arnold. Yeah, like Arnold, I'll be back. And ain't no human being stopping that. Cock your back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, that was the first time I heard you, man, on the Who's the Yes, Truth. let's go. Oh, man. It was so good. So crazy. You had, man, crazy. Anyway, all right. Another one. This is a uh, a personal favorite of mine. Um, just as sure as the fugitive runs. Our money's are tied up in mutual funds. Casper, like, you got unusual ones. That's because, um, wait, that's because the richest we stirring up for after the funeral, son, numeral one, Christ had to rip yeah. the veil because there was bad blood between us, like sick cell anemia, the media to keep feeding us lies and the media we eat it up like medium fries. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so good. Bars. Yeah, bars. That's crazy. Okay. All right, cool. Limo like Blaze. I'm, this wrong. I'm bad at remembering my lyrics. I know, me too, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's hear it. All right, here we go, Limo. Here we go. Uh, I know what I know. What you're going through is crazy, baby. I see that your vision is all but hazy. I know what you're going through is crazy, baby. I see that your vision is all but hazy. But me, I to beg you, a baby. No give up, a baby. These dreams that you're chasing on me, I know say it's coming. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah let's go. <laughs> Luke, I think you're cheating, bro, because you need to sing it, bro. He he got the melodies in the voice. You just all dry like white yeah, bread. I'm not, you got to sing it, bro. It's no rap. It's no rap. If it was rap, I could be able to pick it off. But if it's like singing, I got to run the melody back, man. Right, right. It's okay. All right, let's try this other one. Here we go. Uh, pray for me. Every single thing got to work for me good. I know things look hard, but every hard thing going to turn out right. Mm-hmm. Gonna turn around. Yeah, I know things are bad. Everything gonna turn around. Oh my God! Well, I know this song. Pray for me. What for my good? Yeah, I know things are I still can't get the next line. Oh! I see that light at the end of the tunnel. No. Stop. He stopped. He stopped. Man, I still can't okay. remember. It's I know okay. the song. I still just can't remember it. I, I wrote this in the studio. I wrote right. this in the studio. I just recorded. I, I, <laughs> I should listen to myself more often. Do you know the name of the song? Do you remember the name of the song? Yeah, the name of the song is Good. Yep. 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 And My here good. it goes a That's feature. Good. Yeah. My Good. Cool. Yeah. Yep, that's great. There, there Honestly, a- that's a really tough one for like every artist that's on here. So, yeah, you guys did better than most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's the games. You guys have run through the games. Thanks for entertaining entertaining us uh, with our games and literally entertaining us as well. Um, so now, now we're going to go into the 101 and we're going to break down bridges and literally break down bridges and, and we're going to talk to you guys and get you guys are going to take us to school on this 101.
uh, something for, for both of you guys. Um, on this project, um, you guys touched on a lot of heavy issues throughout the project with the title track um, seemingly being written as a letter of encouragement to those who are currently suffering due to the tyranny of SARS in Nigeria and plus all the chaos that we're going through stateside. Um, Truth, you also went into the history of the oppression and racism in America from the first settlers, uh, the Trails of Te uh, Trail of Tears, all the way through the struggle to Jim Crow and the remnants of us dealing with that today. Uh, my question, well, first question was, with all that's going on in the world today, why was it important for you two to come together for this project? Um, I think, you know, one of the things that's important to understand and or to remember is that we really do have um, more in common than we think. Um, people, it's interesting the way people even perceive or think of Africa, and Elimo can speak to this, um, but when, when people think about Africa, they, for the most part, the image that kind of surfaces in our minds are the images that are portrayed to us, um, you know, through mass media, you know, images of hungry children, you know, very primal, primitive images. That's even, um, even though, and, and Limo can speak to this more, but um, Limo often talks about um, how he hates, uh, well, he's not a fan of um, the Black Panther, you know, and not, the, not so much the modern side of it, but the other side of it. He's like, we don't talk that way. We don't dress that way. We don't, you know, he's like, he feels like, man, we just, we're just so misrepresented. People have, kind of this caricature of the continent in their minds. And I'm saying that to say that one of the things that this album, what we seek to do with this album is kind of show the commonality, you know, like, uh, you know, they're dealing with, you know, police brutality essentially is what SARS is. Well, we're dealing with police brutality, <laughs> like, you know, with George Floyd, you know. Um, the, the, the issues are really different. The governmental structures, uh, I mean, are the same, uh, although the governmental stru structures are maybe a little different, um, you know, the, and there are some, obviously some differences, but in terms of just what we're kind of facing, uh, the things that we're dealing with, the issues that we're facing from a political standpoint, you know, um, the, even, you know, spiritually, um, it's, it's all very similar, especially in light of, globalization. Globalization globalization is shrinking the world, you know? And so, you know, the things that used to be like so far out there somewhere now feel a lot closer. And so part of what Bridges does and the reason why we address those issues is because these are not the, the, the issues that I'm addressing about the first settlers and, you know, oppression, systemic racism and oppression and uh, you know, th these are not unique to us. These are really issues that span across the entire globe. And so we, we you know, we hope that that's kind of part of the part of part of this album, hope, hopefully serves as a window through which people can see the commonality, um, the kind of the, the things that are that we have that are more in common than that are different. So that, yeah, we thought these things were important issues to address because they're pressing um, because it's, you know, it's, you, you know, we want to. And, and, and sensitivity to, you know, where, where the climate is. We wanted to speak into those things. Uh, well, at the same time, we wanted to kind of demonstrate, you know, the, uh, the the commonality that we that we have across the globe. I mean, it made a lot of sense, and the timing was just right. Like you said, with everything that was going on, 
Uh, if you look at the artwork of the album, for example, there is a lot of information going on in the artwork for the album. Mm. And first of all, you see a representation of Lagos, Nigeria, which is like the the commercial hub of Africa. And you, you could also see a representation of New York. Yeah, so first of all, that's like a bridge between two very dis distinct worlds, but showing how this world could come together to create something. Uh, and then on the cover, you could also see like Truth talked about police and still symbolic for police brutality. We also touched on those topics. And we're really at a place where there is so much that is, it doesn't feel like it, but there is such a, a gap between the United States and all of like everybody on that, in that part of the world and Africa. First of all, y'all don't know so much about Africa. Like in communication with we with people from the States, I realized that Americans know very little about Africa and what Africa is about. Like Truth was earlier saying about the Black Panther moving, yeah, it was annoying for a lot of us out here because it's like it feels like a lot of misrepresentation going on. There are still a lot of Americans who think. Africans live in touched houses, like literally think we're Tarzan out here in the jungle. Fam, no. Like we 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 got it almost as good as you got it. Not as good, but it's close. Like there's a whole civilization out here, man. And so like it's really important. Making this album was really important for like we coming together and creating a sense of commonality where the first person meets the next person to show that there could be a common ground in our relations and all. So, yeah. And, and I want to add to that really quick, you know, as believers with all, with, with, with the, the, how fragmented the world is, yeah. you know, we have the responsibility of taking the charge and reconciliation. That's our yeah. responsibility. Um, you know, the world has all the, the, the mainstream world has the right ideas, uses the right language, just leaves out the most necessary ingredient in order to accomplish the goal. Because we're using the same language as the world, unity, reconciliation, love. All of us are using the same verbiage. We just either mean something different by what we're saying or we mean the same thing and don't necessarily know how to accomplish it. And I think that the missing piece in these conversations about reconciliation, about unity, um, about empathy uh, uh, and, and understanding, that's the conversation that the church should actually be leading in terms, just in terms of how do we get there? We all agree on the what. How we get there is where, some, where so much of the challenge so how we get there and how we got to where we are are the yeah. two things that we disagree on, that we have struggle with having commonality on. And so I think what Limo and I seek to, seek to do, and obviously music just provides a platform for us to do this, to speak into, to talk to, um, you know, to speak into these real life, big picture uh, issues. And if there's anything that we can talk about right now, it's reconciliation, it's unity, but from the vantage point of the scriptures, from the Christian perspective, 
And I think that what that does is it adds the missing piece into the dialogue. And so that's, um, yeah, I just wanted to add that to what Lemo said. Right, bro. I mean, well, that's important what you said. And I, I think that it kind of goes into the, the follow-up question that I had as in a, what would you guys' response be to those who feel like mentioning uh, those aforementioned events being counterproductive and divisive to the body? I would say, I would say, um, I would say that number one, divisiveness is a choice, right? Like, in other words, we have to choose to be divided. Disagreement is not synonymous with divisiveness. And I think those two sometimes get conflated, that we think that to disagree is the same as having to be divided, and it's not. <laughs> in fact, the opposite is true, right? I, be I, be I believe that we will disagree, and this is a bigger conversation, but I believe that disagreement is something that will follow us into eternity, okay? But so again, that's a bigger conversation to have at another time. But I don't think that once we get into the, the eternal state, we agree on everything. I think the thing that will be absent from the uh, eternal state is the divisiveness that sometimes accompanies disagreement. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's the challenge we have right now. It's the, it's not, the fact that we're disagreeing, that's never a problem. Disagreement has never been a problem, <laughs> right? Even from God's vantage point, to, to, to have an exchange of ideas where you see things one way and somebody else sees that very same thing another way, that's actually what makes the world go round. That's a plurality of, of thoughts and ideas. And we need that. Like that makes the world beautiful. You follow me? It's what makes relationships between men and women so dynamic and so colorful. And so you, you understand what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. not the problem. The problem is that we have a very hard time disagreeing without being divided. And so I think that we have to start there. In other words, it's it's only divisive if you choose for it to be so. <laughs> you see, you see what I'm saying? Because disagreement it's healthy and necessary for growth. It's necessary and helpful for if we're going to be rounded as people and rounded as communities. And so I think that it's um, that's that's a misnomer. It's a misinterpretation of what it means to have a difference of opinion. And um, yeah, for sure. I mean, we could do like a whole session just on that question alone, man. That was beautiful. Those are some beautiful answers. Um, we'll, we'll move on for now. Lemo, I got a question yeah. for you. So. A few weeks back, you were on Community During Chaos with our, our man, Justin, over here. Um, to talk about COVID yeah. and SARS in Nigeria. Can you yeah. give us any sort of update on what the state of the nation is right now and have things calmed down at all since the weeks that have passed? The only thing that isn't happening is the no protests are happening. I mean, there are talks here and there are people wanting to protest, but everyone is scared to protest because like, the narrative was so swiftly changed. Because at the start of it all, it was young people coming out to peacefully protest. The protest was hijacked. I'm not going to come here. I, I don't want to name. I don't want to like drop names. I don't want to put myself in trouble. But obviously, the protest was hijacked and the narrative was changed to make it seem like the peaceful protesters became violent. 
So everyone now is scared to, to, to protest, to come out. And the government and the police is saying anybody who comes out will be dealt with harshly because they are like uh, trying to go against the peaceful existence, coexistence of the nation and stuff like that. So everyone is really just back in their shells and nothing has changed. In all honesty, police brutality is still happening, probably even worse. It's like, it's like there's a vendetta right now. Like it's worse than it was before. And the only the only uh, glimmer of hope right now is the fact that the, there's a UK parliament sitting and discussing the events that took place in the past months. And you're talking about like meeting sanctions to to leaders in government and in the military and in the police station and in the police force. I think that's the only thing that looks hopeful right now. But yeah, the situation didn't change. Everything is still the same and probably worse. And nobody has the right. It's almost like the right to protest has been taken away from us. Sorry to hear that, man. We'll, we'll keep praying for you on the state side. And, and we got to do the work to get more educated on what's going on over there, man. Because like you said, we're generally uneducated on what's going on in not only Africa, but all the other continents. So we have a responsibility to really uh, get involved to the best of our ability. Truth, in light of the historical subject matter, including segregation, redlining, and even Chris Columbus that comes up in the intermission, um, how close do you feel to any of your heritage in Africa? Has there been an effort to go back and rediscover some of that culture that was lost because of colonialism? Um, you know, I don't feel that. Um, I know that, um, I do know that so much has, so, well, let me give a context to this. You know, part of why I don't feel that maybe because I've, and Lemon knows this, I've been going back and forth to Africa almost every year since 2007. Um, and when I go, I go anywhere from two weeks to five weeks at a time. Um, and so I've, there's so much that I do feel like I know that I've learned. I have a lot of relationships with people out there. I sit, I, I, uh, I soak. I've always kind of been a sponge and absorbed from, uh, I have friends out there that are part of, you know, that are leaders of, um, and with RZIM, uh, that's Robert Zacharias International Ministry. Uh, so this, the conversations have been going on for years for me. And maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Uh, part of why, when I say part of it, I mean part of why I don't feel the need to like reclaim or reconnect. Um, but I will say that I do understand, however, um, the, the the sense of loss that people of color, African Americans, particularly, are feeling and experiencing in that that having that sense of disconnectedness. Uh, it almost seems like everybody except us out here, because we have been historically displaced, culturally displaced, um, you know, it seems like every every other culture, every other nationality has that sense of connectivity, except for us. Um, you know, when a person lives in the States and you refer to them as Irish American, they take ownership of both of those as kind of dual citizens, you know? Um, <laughs> When you, but when an African American, um, African Americans have a difficult time taking full ownership of both both of those at the same time. Those two, it, it seems it almost seems like those two are contradictory. Like there's a juxtaposition there, which kind of stirs up in us this kind of this turbulence. Like we just feel uneasy, and 
And so I think that I, 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 I totally get it. And I think it's a large, that disconnectedness is a large part of the reason why people are even uh, migrating back to, you know, ancestral, ancestralism and migrating to, you know, uh, just really any other religion that is non perceived to be non-Western in its heritage. That's a large part of the reason why people are moving away from Christianity because it's viewed as something other than non-Western. And so I, I personally don't have that feeling of, man, I want to reclaim my identity or that feeling of, man, I feel disconnected uh, from my, my, my roots. I don't have that feeling, but I totally understand all the people who do. Uh, I understand why. I even understand why they see our faith as kind of, because people can't see our faith outside of the colonial context. People have a very difficult time seeing a pre-colonial Christianity and what the skin wrapped around a pre-colonial Christianity actually looked like. Um, so I, I don't have the experience. I understand why others do that. All right. Um, true. This question is also for you. Uh, so in a recent episode of Southside Rabbi with KB and Amin Hudson, Cross Movement's fanatic talked about this sort of general assumption that everybody in CHH and white evangelicals and everyone in the Christian community just kind of assumed everyone was on the same page about what social justice meant in the earliest days of CHH. Did you, uh, do you agree with Fanatic that you also had that assumption when you were coming up in the early days? Uh, I'm not sure if I understand what he meant by that. So just to clarify, uh, he, so he explained it like this. He said, um, when, when CHH was in its earliest origins, there was this assumption that black and brown kids and, and the rappers who were doing everything um, had the same definition of social justice and the white evangelical community was on the same page. Would you say that you assumed the same thing in the earliest days of your career? Um, you know, the way that I, that I saw um, social injustice, well, first of all, I didn't, I didn't have a category for white evangelicalism back then. Yeah. Um, so that's one. Two, I did have a view on it in a sense, and it was lopsided. The view that I had then was lopsided uh, because I was, I, A, because I don't have that natural fight in me for social justice. Um, I do, I do, I do hate the spirit of the injustices, which is what I speak to a lot if you hear me talk. Um, and I, I do, all the people who do, I'm very good friends with many of the people who are actually on the ground as activists. Um, but I personally don't have that, the lion in me doesn't come out, you, you know, with when, it, with when it comes to social justice issues. Except for, because I'm an apologist by nature, so it's except for when I see how the, the issues of social justice impact the person's faith like for for example like to to, to uh kind of kind of like what i was saying earlier when i see how oh so when i start connecting dots and seeing how oh so white evangelicalism and the disconnect from that that disconnected that sense of disconnectedness that people of color black and brown people have had from their roots and what whites have done with our faith this is how it translates into, you know, uh, this is how it translates into, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of it, the mass defection that we see 
and Christianity. That's when I kind of raise up. So that natural thing um, has never really been in me for social, and that might sound taboo to a lot of people, but it's just honest. <laughs> um, so I think that, but the way that I saw it before was back then, 10, 15 years ago, was I, I, I back then the fight was, that's not, that's called um, the liberation gospel. That's what they called it, like, and the liberation gospel, like social justice back then was called liberation gospel. That's how the white evangelical community kind of labeled it. And I think I kind of bought into that, but it has a negative connotation on it because liberation theology has this connotation that Christianity is man-centered, right? Which is where we, that's where we get that concept, like that idea from. So back then everybody was screaming, that's liberation theology. They're talking about Jesus didn't come to set the captives free from something, you know, in this life, he came to set them free from, you know, their sin. And you see what I mean? So back then, that was the narrative. I would say even in our circles amongst, in the, I'm not, I can't say fanatic thought that way, but I felt like in our culture, in our circles at the time, that was the thing that was kind of like the emphasis, we would kind of, um, we would kind of push one to the background and say, but the more important thing is sin and salvation. You see what I mean? The more important thing is the justice that Jesus served on the cross, you know? <laughs> and so, but so back then for me, I was more in that space, not a hundred percent though, not a hundred percent. And it wasn't until I started moving in different spaces, started running alongside of people who thought a little different, running alongside of people like Pastor Jamal Bryant, which again, good, bad, or indifferent, say what you want. There are things that I could glean from him. And this is one of those things. Understanding, no, it's not just horiz it's not just vertical, it's horizontal. That 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 the whole of Christianity speaks into both realms, not just one or the other. As Flame talks a lot about uh, the left hand, left left hand realm, right hand realm of the kingdom, which is a Martin Luther concept that God is equally as preoccupied with both. We didn't have that category. I didn't have that category back then. That wasn't the culture. So it wasn't, it was just, it was over time that I evolved into this place in this space where I'm, I'm beginning to now, or I began to understand the importance of how my faith fits into both spaces and um, how, where, how God, the heart of God beats for both realms. So, yeah. That's good. Thank you, man. Thank you. And the, the growth is super appreciated. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, Limo Blaze. So you talked to us before <laughs> about your hope to be a positive influence on your community, whether it's with your talents or, or the knowledge that you can bring to your community. So can you maybe talk about some of your experiences as a person growing up in these urban areas of Nigeria, you know, and how did they influence the stage that you're in in your career? you know, and the message that you hope to bring to the next generation? Oh, yeah. I mean, a couple of days back, I and Troop were having this conversation and I was just sharing how Christian hip-hop played, like, a vital role in my life because where I grew up in Nigeria, uh, the scenery is pretty different from anything you guys are familiar with. And, but 
in summary, long story short, most of the boys, the kids that I grew up with, most of them grew into drugs. Most of them grew into cultism. A lot of them dead now uh, as a result of this. Well, Christian hip hop played a very vital role for me because like I encountered it at a younger age and it really just kept me indoors. It really just kept me indoors rapping over the truth lines and the crazy lines. And yeah, all of that, all of that was like really important for me because man, growing up in Nigeria, I don't want to sound, it's, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. It affects it affects the way you you see things. You process a lot of information. Uh, I, I don't even know what angle to attack this from, but yeah, the culture, everything has an influence on my music. Uh, I am one of the persons who was exposed to Western culture at an early age too. So my music and like where I'm at right now, my message and everything I'm doing. It's a blend. It's a rich blend of all of the African culture that I grew with and all of the Western culture I was exposed to at a very young age. So yeah, that's where I'm at, man. Thank you. And and you can yeah. definitely tell just just in talking to you and 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 hearing your music, like you know that you sort of were raised on that Western culture, and you know you oh, have yeah. a little bit of that of that edge to you. Mm. Yeah. Truth. 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 Uh oh. <laughs> Yo, so you came up in a different time where artists were usually a part of a local church, were very involved in discipleship and community, and basically had to be proven to be theologically sound before grabbing the microphone and dropping bars. Today, today, times have changed. Anybody with Fruity Loops and a microphone has the freedom to just put out music at will. Oh, many sitting, sitting, many pointing to the aforementioned standards of the CHH landscape in the early 2000s to the middle of the decade to be a major contributor to the quote unquote toxic CHH fans and environment of today. What are your thoughts on the subject? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because that's, you know, it, it, because it, it's extremism, right? So there's, there's golden ageism, which is where we can look at what we kind of think to be the golden age of a thing, whether it's the golden, the golden age of America, right? <laughs> or the golden age of CHH or the golden age of hip hop in general. Um, and we can kind of idealize that particular era, right? But when you, because when you really, but if you really look back, um, I mean, if you take a good look at what was going on at that time, you know, the time of golden ageism, you know, or rather the time of the golden age, if you, you, it might not be as bad as where things are at, in the present, but it's totally not what we have created it to be, right? Which is kind of, we create in our mind, we edit all the bad stuff out and then we, you know, kind of, you kind of whitewash it. Uh, so I think that when it comes to CHH, there's a, there's a, there's some people who see that era, that cross movement era where people thought that, you know, you know, it was maybe a little more rigid or accountability or whatever. Some people who see that as the golden age, 
You know, there was bars, there was lyrics, just like we see Christian hip hop. I mean, just like we see mainstream hip hop. What happened to the days when it was bars and it was right? <laughs> um, but I think that um, the the but I, I'm saying that's to say that there's two extremes. There's the golden ageism, and then there's this other thing that we're hearing or that we're seeing, which is that that was the worst era ever. <laughs> so there's the so the pendulum swings far right and far left, right? That's just how unfortunately humans move. Like we have a very difficult time finding the middle, which is why I wrote the color purple, right? <laughs> we have a very difficult, in our country, either Democratic or you're Republican. You're either a mask wearer or you're not. Like you're, like there's just, we just as human beings have a hard time dealing with nuances. So we find ourselves going from one extreme to the other. Because the truth of the matter is this, that era was both. <laughs> it was the golden age in one sense, and that had its problems. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like in other words, there was so much good, and this is the part that I don't like. I don't like when you throw the baby out with the bathwater. When you say, you know, when you, sum up the total but you, you you sum up the whole you make the you make the sum of the whole by from the parts you take the parts and make it the sum total of the whole that's what i'm trying to say i think that right there is where things get dangerous gets lopsided and it becomes revisionist history right because the truth of the matter is that that era was a beautiful era but we had our problems on one hand we set the bar like <laughs> cross movement set the bar, yo. Like they were the first to be on BET numerous times. They were the first people to, you know, the first people selling 190,000 copies first two weeks. That was unheard of for Christian hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what is, they, was the, they were the first to make it a movement. They, we are standing on their shoulders. I don't care who it is. Lecrae, me, Flame, and everybody following. Every subsequent artist is standing on the shoulders of what Cross Movement did. Was there some rigidity here? There, absolutely. I was, even though I wasn't part of the Cross Movement, I was part of that culture that, that set up certain rules and, impo and imposed certain standards that should not have been. <laughs> you see what I mean? So I agree with the new school in that sense. There was some rigidity there. Maybe there was some legalism there. Maybe there was some, you know, imposed st some standards that were imposed that were really more just our personal convictions. Uh, therefore, they should not have been. Absolutely. But does that in any way minimize the value of what what the cross movement and others of that era brought to the table? Absolutely not. And I think that's an important tension for us to live in because there's, to me, the new school, I get it, be free, flow, do art, etc. But the problem with the new school is they're doing all of this without a firm foundation. You see, Robbie's, Dr. Rabbi Zacharias was, he went to a, um, I think he was, I forget what country that he was in, but he was in the country and he was taken to see this architectural structure that um, was absolutely amazing. He walked into the room and all of the, the stairs were suspended. Like they, they were like, 
They were like circular and they were suspended. And everything that you would think is just supposed to be in its rightful place was actually there, but it was either suspended or there it was in a weird shape, you know? <laughs> and Robbie was talking to the, to the people, he, he fascinated. He was like, this is absolutely fascinating. He said, what made the architect do this? Like, and, and the, the person uh, that was what Robbie said, well, you know, they essentially wanted to create a world where there, 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 that was kind of, uh, it's not verbatim, but a world where there was no foundation. <laughs> he said, hmm, I wondered if he could uh, apply that same mindset though to the groundwork that was laid. <laughs> you see, in other words, all the aesthetics, like all the cosmetic stuff, you can do that way. You can suspend the stairs. You can, right, you can take stuff that normally you assume is supposed to look this way or be this way, or and you can create your own version of it, but you can't do that with the foundation. The foundation has to be the same. <laughs> like you can't get cute with the foundation. <laughs> you can only get cute with the cosmetics, <laughs> you see? And what I'm saying is that I think that what Cross Women did, what I did and many others, what we established was a firm foundation. And the only thing I would say is, listen, do your suspended stairs. Just don't forsake the foundation. <laughs> you see what I'm That's saying? Good. Like, That's yo, good. do your art. As weird as you want to be, as, as creative as you want to be, as, you know, like, go, I mean, just go as far as you possibly can within the boundaries of, you know, what is good and what is true. Just don't forsake all of what the foundation has established. Yeah, that's good. That's Luke, good. Preach so, it, bro. You bring yeah. that throw some offering on the, on the table, good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, before, before, before you ask your question, Luke, let me just kick something to limo real quick. Like, do you guys, I, I know the Nigerian Christian hip-hop scene is, is yeah. a lot smaller, but do you guys kind of have some of those, those issues or those problems too? Like, is there the, the I'm a Christian rapper versus I'm a rapper who's Christian debate? Or, you know, some of the things that even Truth was, was talking about, like you just have artists who's like, I want to make art, but maybe their foundation is not strong. Like, do you guys have some of those issues too? Uh, in all honesty, yeah, we've seen some of those issues pop up. But the truth about it is that those issues popped up because some of these guys were just copying what they saw the American counterparts doing. So it was not, it was never an original thought. It was never an original idea. It was, oh, so-and-so person in American CHH is doing this. Oh yeah, this sounds like a cool idea. They probably don't even know what the, the full thought behind that person's action was, but it just sounded cool. And yo, cause I'm a fan of that person. Yeah, you just wrong with it. Yeah, so we, we've had like a few of that pop up, but over time we, I, I think everybody has seen it's it's dead on arrival down here. It is dead on arrival down because CHX in American space is more more it's bigger, like you said, it's more successful. Right here, we're still struggling to have a structure down here. I don't think it's a fight you want to have at this point. So yeah, a lot of cuts tried it, but no, no one is staying on it. As far as production goes, I wanted to talk about production a little bit. This is probably um, this is probably the first time I've heard a CHH album that sounds like this. 
Um, maybe I'm just not cultured or maybe this is kind of gro- groundbreaking at the same time. But uh, one thing I noticed, so it's all it's all influenced by this Afrobeat sound. Um, but Go Like, the track Go Like, was probably the only record that was made to be like a conventional rap song. So is there a specific reason that you guys chose to just be sonically heavy-handed, I guess you could say, um, with the whole album? So I feel like everything sounds the same. Is there a reason you chose to make it sound like that? That's the sound of the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, Limo, uh, you want to jump in? You want me to do it? Yeah, just um well number one i think you know afrobeat is it is it's this it's this it's a sound that is actually if i'm not mistaken you can speak to this limo i actually do want you to speak to this i i got a tweet today i mean i've got a million of these tweets but uh today it just stood out to me a young lady was saying finally Afrobeat, that's not about drugs and this and that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I right? That. She was like, yeah. that's been something we've been missing for so long. So what yeah. that reminds me of is kind of what CHH was in its early stages here. Like when we first came out the gate, it was like, finally, I can throw yeah. away. It's that, it feels like people are like, I can throw away my burner boy now. This is what we've been thirsty for. You feel me? Um, yeah. Or we've heard so, it before, I mean, but not. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's the the reason why we actually went that direction is first of all, hip hop has enough audience already. Hip hop yes. does have enough audience already. So if we're looking at both our fan bases, uh, on your side, y'all have a lot of hip hop. On our side, we are also very familiar with hip hop. But on your side, you guys are not so familiar with the Afrobeat sound. So yeah. it just made a lot of sense that if we're going to create this project, it will feel more special if we tilted more in this direction of the Afrobeat sound. And I mean, just going by the feedback already, you and I will both agree it's, it's been crazy exciting. For one, the people on your side are getting to hear, most of them are getting to hear this sound for the first time. Which is good, which which has been like my my vision for the sound in the past couple of years. Cause I always thought, yo, I am familiar with American CHH and this is my sound. And I've always dreamt like I want to take the sound out there. And it just made a lot of sense that you you was the person who was like the perfect bridge formation for me to take the sound to the <laughs> other side. Yeah. And also, also, I mean, the season that we are in, Afrobeat is characterized with a lot of happiness, and it's just like, yeah, it just immediately brings a lot of happiness. But yes. what is sad right now, man? We need a lot of happiness. And yes, so <laughs> go Afrobeat, go Afrobeat. <laughs> so yeah, that's made a lot of sense. And here's another thing: if you know me, I'm always, <laughs> I've always wanted to push boundaries, um, you know, and yeah. Uh, we put together an album that's reflective of a global experience because the truth of the matter is that in the States, you know, I've played, you know, I've played Nigerian churches. I've done conferences, you know, Nigerian conferences and 
there's a lot of Christians and Christian hip hop artists or Christian artists in general that don't know about this world. Like it's a whole in the yeah. States. I'm talking about in the States. In the States, it's a whole world unto itself. <laughs> you see what I mean? And we're, as Christian hip hop artists, we're connecting with the audience that loves that. But that's not the only space I travel in, even in the States. Even in the States, I'm moving in spaces where this is really, they like hip Christian hip hop secondarily. <laughs> Afrobeat is really <laughs> their yeah. native tongue. You see what I'm saying? That's really what is native to them. So for me, it's like I want and and I wanted to even expose Limo, like when the when the borders open back up, Limo's coming out here and doing some award shows with, with me. And when he does, when they see and hear him, guess who's gonna be lighting up? The African world that's in the States. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? All the all the African churches, the young people, the old, they are going to eat limo blaze up. <laughs> they're, it's gonna, they're gonna be so excited about it. And again, all it does is continue to bridge. All it does is bridge those gaps. It, it brings a world of, everybody talking white evangelicalism, white church, white church. I'm like, nobody knows about the African church in the States. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. There's so much more going on in the world that I feel like I've been exposed to, that I'm like, ah, okay, it's important that this sound is exposed in light of this space. I mean, it's, it's emphasized rather in light of this space over here, the one that nobody's nobody's really speaking to. So, yeah. um, all, put all of it together, and that's why we we went heavy. We were heavy handed on the Afrobeat. It's really dope, you guys. And are we got more coming because oh, I love wow. it. I'm having okay. fun. All right. <laughs> So that's you, you guys are just realizing that, you know, it's bigger than you, you know, and that's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, COVID complicated a lot of things, but would there have been plans or are there still plans, if able, that you guys would actually tour or perform this album together in any way? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, once once the borders are open, that is the plan. And I believe strongly it's going to happen. It's... The people are already waiting for it. The excitement is everywhere. The album has literally been the most talked about thing in the African space in the past two days. So, yeah. And we're really just waiting for the borders to open up, man. So do you guys have any anything you want to uh, plug or say before, before you guys cut away? Whether it be, you know, something on your own or together, doesn't matter. Stream bridges, yo. Buy bridges. Support bridges. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. That's it. That's all you need to know. Everywhere they sell music, bridges. <laughs> all right. Well, dope guys. Thank you. Wait. 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 Uh oh. Uh oh. Limo. Limo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bro, listen, yo. My grandfather from Lagos, your boy. You know what I'm saying. And I just Ooh, want you to know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I grew up on, on that goosey and eating the fufu. You know? I'm, I'm there with you, bro. Right? But I just want to tell you, it's going to break your heart, bro. Liberian jollof rice is better. Liberian jollof no, 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 rice is better, son. Don't, 
The shrimp, chicken, beef, and I'm like, bro, what? I hate you, bro. I hate it's you, bro. Lit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Listen, bro, I had to switch sides on them, bro. I had to, la, 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 <laughs> I'm not, that's, that's the, uh, wait, 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 man, wait, man. Are you sure? Wait, man, are you sure you've had Nigerian jollof? Like, oh, bro, oh, bro, bro every look, I'm gonna have some for Thanksgiving. I'm gonna have some for Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? My wife is Liberian, so her, so her, her mother in law make it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. near, bro. I'm in here like swimwear. I'm look. So, I'm so near. Have, you, have you had actual Nigerian jollof? Yeah, bro. But a Nigerian my, who has bro. stayed the most part of your life in Nigeria. Yes. Yes, I have, and I'm trying to tell you what it is. Cup, maybe he, maybe he wasn't Lord. a good cook. Maybe yeah. he wasn't a good cook. <laughs> oh no! Nah. Oh look, look, I exactly. ate it at restaurants. I done ate it everywhere. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Wait, I did. I did have one. My, for, take, for, take, take this to Twitter, man. You are never. <laughs> right, yo, listen, bro. You yo, listen. You won't make it out alive, listen, bro. You, bro listen, I look. We will go to war, bro. I'm about to start a July Twitter war with you, bro. We, we, we like, that's good. Yeah, but that's good. That's good for promotion. That's right. That's how we build the bridges, bro. It's the bridges, but it's gonna be like <laughs> the tanks and people with July rice just throwing at each other on the bridge. <laughs> That's, yep. Listen, that's good oh, for their yeah. record. That's good for Pen Game. You can start that mm-hmm. war. Just make sure you're plugging everything that you're supposed right. to be in the comments. Bridges is as good as Liberian jollof rice. That's what we could do. This, <laughs> this, this is what he he tried to do, Lemo. He was all nice to you, asking nice questions, have a good you conversation, know? and right at the end, he's like, "Oh, he's leaving. It's time to jump on." Right, sir. You can't do that, yo. Hey, truth, yo. I want to. I will deal with. You gonna go at him now? I'm not. I just. I just want to know, like. When you like, when you witness the people, do you like walk up to them and be like, hey, hey, can I talk to you (laughs) about my friend? (laughs) Bro, yo, yo, I repeated that so much on that album, bro. I don't know why. That joint had me in my room like, hey, hey, can I talk to you? Oh man! Wow, bro. This this wouldn't be an episode of Pen Game without him going off on the people that we're interviewing at the end. So, so again, yeah, yeah, it's just it's all it's all part of the it's all part of the thing. But guys, thank you, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, This was super dope. Absolutely, man. Good to see you guys. Thank you guys for the interview. Until next time. The next time. All right. Peace. All right, so that was The Truth and Limo Blaze talking about their album, Bridges. It was more like a sermon in there, a seminar. Everybody learned something for sure, and you watching this would definitely take into school, the 101. Um, so, guys, let's, let's kick it around real quick, starting. We'll go uh, Luke Cutright, Eli, uh, talking about uh, this episode and, and how you felt about everything. Man, really good episode. I thought... Uh... It just opened my mind to a lot of different um, concepts, um, just stuff I'm not really educated on. And um, also to hear from a pioneer, if you would, in in this genre, like just his thoughts on what things started out as and the foundation that they were able to build, like that's really cool. And all of that that they talked about really does jump out at me um, in this in this recording too. And so it's cool to hear that they're going to do more um, down this avenue. And so I'm looking forward to that. Word, word. I mean, I, I thought it was a, a good conversation, very edifying, um, very educational. Um, you know what I'm saying? It, it it's inspired it. It laid out a lot. Um, even, you know what I'm saying? Even just going into the album, the album was, was, was really good. So just hearing their hearts behind the album 
and I'm laying it all out there help to, you know, to, to make it even better. You know what I'm saying? When you find out like what's in this and they tell you like, ah, you know what I'm saying? The secret ingredient, it was love, love. Was it, you know what I'm saying? It, just, it makes it all the more better. So man, I, I appreciate the wisdom and the time that these brothers had, you know, uh, to share the truth, you know, but I still think they should have named it blazing truth, you know, but that's just me. Yeah, man, I, I love the word that Cut just used there, edifying. I think that is the perfect uh, encapsulation of this entire session of the album. I just, I'm feeling uplifted. I'm feeling good. I'm going to go listen to some Afro beats off this album again a little later, I'm, you know, and I think that's that's kind of the most beautiful thing. And then we'll talk a little about this uh, in the interview, the idea that they wanted to give us something to really just enjoy amid all the, the pain and the craziness happening in 2020. And I think they more than accomplished it. So thank you, Truth. Thank you, Limo. Thank you, guys. I mean, this is great. Yeah, and I think it's pretty dope. We have back-to-back episodes of Pen Game where we have we have Kardak and Sinvergüenza and just that beautiful Latino fusion of music. And now we get to hear a totally different culture, African, Nigerian, the Afro music. Um, and it's so dope that not only are we getting to ex- get exposed to culture and, and exposing it to other people, but CHH is trending in that direction. It's like, okay, let's let's have Latinos, let's let's have African culture. Like what's next? Like, are we going to see some like an Asian movement or are we, we going to see, you know, Brazilian, like I know there's a big Brazilian music scene. So I think it's pretty dope to just, to just kind of see the culture, like all melding together and creating a global movement of Christian hip hop. I just want to see who's going to start yodeling in CHH. That's what. Bro, you know what I was about to say, bro. I was holding back. I was holding back. Eli saw you unmute. He saw you unmute, and he was ready. He was ready with the trigger. But uh, yeah. Recording music out, bro. That's it, bro. Yeah. So I mean, everybody, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. If you're keeping score, this was episode five. I'm not going to run through the names because as the longer we go, the the more names I'm going to have. But if you if you haven't checked out the previous episode, it was Kardak with Sinvergüenza. And of course, this episode, The Truth and Limo Blaze with their album Bridges. Again, special thanks to them for joining us, uh, for making this cross-continent connection happen. And everybody stay tuned for who we got next. Peace. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hee-hoo.